0: Welcome back to another episode of Podcasts in Color, the podcast. This is Barry, lover of podcasts. I'm just pumping these last few episodes out. I can't say there will be a schedule. I can say that... The episode will mean something to me. I'll be talking to somebody I want to talk to. And there will be the number of episodes I wanted <laughs> to last this podcast through December of this year. <laughs> podcast history was made the other day with Joe Budden's podcast. Um, they trended a few different terms on Twitter last Wednesday when the podcast dropped. And that was like from the morning it dropped throughout most of the day. I love the point that Crystal made on the read on like who even cares about the situation because the shade room posted about it when the girl was still pregnant, um, so, and had her baby shower. So really hearing about it after the baby dropped was everyone playing a game of telephone and almost proof that like men gossip more than they want to say they do because that's what all this situation really is. The trends were big for that podcast and for Spotify because Spotify was the only platform that people could play it on. I believe it's for the first 48 hours and then it's uploaded on YouTube and you can watch it on YouTube or listen on Spotify. So Pretty big to trend some subjects and only be on one podcast service, and for that service to be Spotify. Um, that was kind of big for all of them. So I kind of wonder are they getting the numbers they had before when they were on more platforms? Um, you know, did this like trending things help people go over to Spotify to listen to Joe Button and not wait till YouTube? Lots of questions. I wish we could see podcast data on. <laughs> I'll be in Atlanta for my Leaks Live shows in November. I'm planning a podcast meetup right now that will be with Dr. Joy of Therapy for Black Girls. Right now, we're trying to make it on the evening of November the 14th, and I will put out more information as I get it. Most likely in the next episode, I'll confirm to you a few more details for that meetup if you're in Atlanta and want to join, or if you're close to Atlanta and you want to come up and meet me or Dr. Joy and other podcasty people. If you didn't hear about this, um, I post every other week, so I'll be doing it this week, um, jobs, internships, and fellowships that people might be interested in that follow me. So anyone working in podcasting, wanting to work in podcasting, um, I post those things so you can find it. One of the things I posted the almost two weeks ago was Spotify opened up a summer internship for their, podcasting department for next year, and the applications are due pretty soon, and it's for people that are in college, and I said sophomores, juniors, or seniors, and it is a paid internship, so I will link that in the episode notes um, if it's something you're looking for or if you know someone that is in college right now that's close to that area that would love that job. Spotify treats their people right. So if there was an internship to have, I would say this is a great internship to have because you will come away with things and come away with some of the networking you can do just being in a Spotify building and all the dope people that work there. So I will post that internship in the show notes for more information and the applications for that are due soon. They have a whole process about it. So not something you want to wait on. I just updated my events page um, on podcastandcolor dot com. I'll link it in the show notes. If you Google podcast and color events, it's usually the first link that comes up, and that's where I put any podcast festivals, um, conferences, things like that I hear about. Um, podcast meetups, and the biggest list on there is podcast live shows, and that's podcast live shows everywhere. So I have live shows from London, from New York. I know there's from Dallas, Texas, um, all over the United States um, and London are mostly where I've seen live shows. So those are the ones I posted. If you're having a podcast live show or a podcast event, please feel free to email me the information with a link so I can link back to it. I wanted to mention the events page because I was noticing when I added um, events this time, there's LeVar Burton Reads, all kind of people, um, and he's doing shows a few different places. I think I'm going to try to catch LeVar Burton Reads when it's in Atlanta because I'll be in Atlanta. But there's a free show being done by Last Name Basis in Brooklyn at Brick Media. Really wish I could be there. It's on the same night as a LeVar Burton show in Atlanta on November the 14th. And Hey Fran Hey is going to be the guest. You have to RSVP to get in free and I'll link that in the episode notes. So if you're looking for something free to do, I love free events. So like whenever I'm in New York, I'm just hopping from one free event to the next, I always go. So if you're looking for a live show, you're looking for something fun, it's going to be with Francesca Ramsey and her husband, the host of Last Name Bases. And Hey Friend, hey, will be their guest. So, T with Q and J is on Latinos Who Lunch. And that was last week's episode. I'll link it in the episode notes. I haven't got a chance to check it out yet, but I know it's going to be greatness. Like, they're both faith podcasts. So, can't wait to see the conversation that they have. Um, that was one of the top five that Fabi Fab mentioned on his episode, of Podcast in Color, the podcast. He also mentioned Grizzly Kiki as one of his top five, I believe. I know it was on his subscribe list. And he's a guest on Grizzly Kiki. And I listened to that last week. It was a two-hour episode, but it was filled with such good information and the different things they covered. Like, it didn't feel like two hours. It felt like an hour. Like, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm probably going to stop this a million times. And by the end, I was like, oh, wow, it's almost done. So a great episode to check out. And I'll link that in the episode notes. I hope you enjoy the episode today. It is with, with Ayana Angel, and she started her own podcast network called Maisie Media. And we talk about that in the podcast that she has on her network, which would be Switch, Pivot, or Quit, and also a Millie. And I hope you enjoy this interview. Thank you, Ayana, for um, joining me today. And I know of you previously from Switch Pivoter Quit, your podcast. And I've seen you written up a few different places, like more than I've seen most podcasts written up, like Forbes. Um, and it's just other big articles where I'm like, oh, okay, she's working. Um, and then most recently, you started um, your own podcast network with one podcast, well, two podcasts your Switch Pivoter Quit, and then a Millie on that, correct?
1: Yes, yes. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat.
0: Oh, no problem. Okay, so I like to start with social media because I feel like starting at the beginning of an interview, like maybe people will engage more or be able to look at things while you're talking. Um, so Love where it. can people find you with social media networks to use? Uh,
1: I am mostly on Instagram and on Instagram, you can follow the network at Maisie Media and that's M-A-Y-Z-I-E, media. And um, on Instagram I'm also there and I engage a lot more on the switch pivot or quit Instagram and that's just at switch pivot or quit and then my personal is Ayana Angel um but mm, I don't know that's not the best place to hang out with me (laughs) mainly switch pivot or quit
0: I would say you're on switch pivot or quit at least I'll follow the um, uh the amazing media one now but like I see you on that one a lot on lives and the IG stories and things like that so
1: exactly (laughs)
0: Uh, I like how you're like the personal that's how I feel I don't even really mention my personal um, yeah you know
1: personal is just kind of there as a formality and and there's a lot of people that I know you know what I mean that aren't really engaged with like the podcast world and everything that I'm doing so I just kind of try and keep that one up as just like i don't know exactly like Like, to me it's like friends
0: and family that aren't really going to care about the podcast things or like exactly if i like their post you're not like why is she liking what is that like yeah it's a whole different (laughs) different world (laughs) right 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 um what um podcast apps Or i should say do you have your out your phone i do okay what podcast apps do you use
1: Okay, so I'm probably pretty lame because I don't really use a lot of things that I guess I would consider podcast apps. Okay, um, but some apps that I use that I use that help me with podcasting, mm-hmm. I use InShot um, because that helps me with that. It's like an editor type of situation, video editing, photo editing, and that helps me uh, put together like Instagram related things based off of the podcast like if I want to do like a little clip or something like that I use that um and I use what else do I use um I have like Stitcher and stuff on my phone I have this other app called Unfold which helps me with Instagram stories it just makes your Instagram stories look pretty and like um I guess, like, have a, a, a clean, consistent format. Mm. Um, like I said, yeah, I have the Stitcher app. Um, I, what else do I have? I I have an iPhone, so I have my podcast app. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I have Podbean on my phone. But I don't really have, like, a lot of, I use my computer a whole hell of a lot. Mm. So... I, I do like things like wave and stuff like that to do the audiograms. I use that. I use that on the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I do a lot of stuff on the computer. I use Canva for a lot of my podcasts, the graphics and whatnot. Yes. So I,
0: I've used a couple of things you did, but I'm going to have to check out some of those other things. Yeah. Um, so what podcasts are you subscribed to? Oh,
1: okay. So this question is always funny when people ask about the podcasts I listen to, because this is the thing about me. I don't really listen to podcasts that are sort of in my similar space, if you will, mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to be influenced by other people. And when I listen and I hear things that we do similar, I'm like, oh man, I wish I wouldn't heard that, you know, because now it, it makes me feel like, oh, I want to change it up or whatever. So the podcast that I usually listen to and the ones that I like to tell other people about are things that, they're prob- that probably won't necessarily be on their radar. So one that I definitely listen to regularly is Robin Sharma, his Mastery Sessions. He's like a, um, he, he actually made a switch pivot or quit. He's like a success coach type of guy, but he has just like a wealth of knowledge and information. His delivery is very soothing. And it's just like, it's good stuff to keep you like up on your game, especially in terms of your personal development. Um, there's another one called no ego. I like that one. That one's not, that's kind of off the beaten path for, I guess maybe a lot of people. Words Well Said is another one that is produced by a colleague of mine, and uh, she's a communication expert, and so she has a lot of good tips about just engaging with different people in in relationships and how to uh, present yourself and speaking and all of that. And then another one that I really like, another woman that hosts this podcast, Support is Sexy. She works super hard. She produced so many episodes, Mm -hmm. and I just don't think that she gets enough credit and shine, and her podcast is amazingly, like put together. Like, I love it. So oh, yeah, those would mine.
0: I appreciate it. I mean, I tell people all the time, like over time, my things have changed. Um, mm-hmm. Like at one point I didn't listen to really any comedy podcasts outside of the read. Everything else was like more serious and business minded. Right. And mm-hmm. then after the last election, it was like, I couldn't listen to a lot of things that covered anything like daily or anything. So I listened to comedy podcasts because mm. they have like whole bunch of episodes that only talk about them and their friends like, you know, playing around. Right, so kind of like, take you
1: out of the, the Yeah, I was just like at
0: one point in time I couldn't have named any comedy podcast. And now I'm like... I could give you a whole array. What would you like? LA, <laughs> New York, where, where do you want right. to go? <laughs> right. I love that. So, so like, I love it. Um, you know, when you can find your own path in podcasting, cause some people are like, I just mm-hmm. generally listen. But when you really are connected to something, it's like, no, I like, this is what I like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Very true.
0: Um, let's see. And so you named a few outside of those. Would you say you have a podcast top five?
1: Um, I would say that I don't really uh, because, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that likes to switch around a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a person that has favorites either because one day I may like Rocky Road ice cream. Another day I may be more of a, you know, cookies and cream kind of girl. So I'm not a real big favorite. Um, and so I wouldn't say that I have a top five, but if, if you force me to, I guess I could come up
0: with. It's one. okay. It's okay. Not everybody has one. Like this year I've been trying to say, do I have a top five? And to me, it almost feels like a top 10. Um, mm. but like, we'll see how it goes, but I just try to put it out there so I can kind of remember what I'm listening to or like a lot. Like I wish I had a way in a file, like how Spotify at the end of the year tells you all the songs you listen to or things like that. If yes. they do that with podcasts, they'll have me for next year. So I yes. can measure the things I'm listening to <laughs> or how much. Like if they can give me that at the end of 2018 with podcasts, they have me for 2019 as a podcast app. That's it's right. Done. Right. Um <laughs> But
1: sometimes you don't realize how much you engage with things too. Like when yeah. it shows you the music, I'm like, wow, this was like in my top played, you know, and it's like, you know, you like something, but you don't realize how much you're engaging with it. So that would be dope. There's a lot of good things that they should do with podcasting that they haven't done yet. That would just make life like so much easier and make people much more engaged. But, I
0: mean, you know, that's I don't a, that's know that's why, not why the they're topic. not doing a think tank, like, or like something yeah. where they're bringing creative minds together. Or Somebody hasn't said, why don't we put these creative minds and pay them? Right. And they tell us really what they think they, it should be happening.
1: Right. Or what the <laughs> space actually needs, especially to um bolster listening and engagement from the, the just average listener, you know? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel like podcasting is sort of um outside of their scope. Like I, you won't believe how many people when I first launched my podcast, they were like, Okay, so don't laugh. But how do I listen? Like I know what a podcast is, but I've never actually listened before. So there's this I feel like there's this this That's the conversion. Big yeah. There's this conversion that needs to happen where people don't feel like podcasting is for this group of people who are so much more advanced than them, you know? And I think if there were ways to make it feel almost like listening to music, then people, it would be much more approachable for people. So you're right. We need to talk to somebody and they need to bring us in for this think tank they do. and but, we need to make it happen. I mean, you said <laughs>
0: that and I feel like I, that's what I talked to um, my friend Renee. That's um, one of the UK. Um, well, she's in London podcasters mm-hmm. and she's a black woman. She's doing big things, um, mm-hmm. had a number one podcast on the charts. It's in the awesome. UK, but it's like, we were saying the same thing. And I was like, I almost feel like I wish I had more money or funding or a way to figure it out because I would do an initiative where we would do that for basically, you know, starting with black podcasts, because yeah. when you get people to know about a podcast, and they start with you. You're like the nucleus of how they look for more things. That's why when right. people find a white podcast, they're like, do black podcasts exist? And it's like only if you mm-hmm. somehow break into that on somebody's podcast as a guest or something? Do people even understand there's a whole other world out there of us? I'm like, once people, it's like... When I'm talking to different people about starting a podcast, I'm always talking about exactly what you just said and your friend saying, how do I listen? I was like, Mm -hmm. that is a big gap. Like people don't want to ask. And that's why I'm talking about different podcast apps all the time or like what Mm -hmm. people might be looking for in a podcast app because it's complicated. And it's like, you don't want to have to get home and figure out the 10 steps somebody was trying to tell you of how to listen. And I'm like, I've done this with my aunt that is like in her seventies. And I was like, Mm -hmm. once I figured out that she works Spotify fine, I was like, oh, That's where you listen to podcasts now. Like Apple podcast didn't work for us. We tried different things. The up next (laughs) always happened with her, and she was like, I don't want to play that. It was just, it was a thing. Mm -hmm, And I was mm -hmm. like, But we figured out Spotify, and it became like, oh, podcast. You know, like it's easy. And I was like, But it takes time to work. Like, how does it work with this person? Or what does this person want to listen to a podcast about? Like, how you have a podcast about one thing, but what you want to listen to isn't necessarily in that same field. So, you know, it's just a whole world.
1: (laughs) It is. It is. And it's it's another thing about, discovery too you know you Mm -hmm. might find one podcast that you really like but you keep going back to that one because you don't really know how to discover anything else I mean think about the times that you've used like a different app or something like that and you're trying to navigate through it and you're like I don't really know what my options are like this app sounded like a really good app and that's why I downloaded it but what can I do with it I don't even know where to start I'm scared to press a button because I might mess something up (laughs) I don't want to delete it I don't want to do this (laughs) yeah and I think that's how sometimes people feel and you know it's so crazy too I was I was looking at these stats that um this I, I forgot I had emailed it to myself and it was somebody had put it together and they were basically saying like talking about the amount of downloads that um an average show has and they were just saying how you know <coughs> it's like if you're doing like a thousand downloads or two thousand or anywhere from like let's say a thousand to um ten thousand an episode like you're above average and you're doing really really well because that's not the average. And so you think about it If, if those are the, not the average kind of numbers, then you think about what every other podcast is probably doing and you're like, okay, so it's really hard for people to get discovered, you know, it's like, you're creating all this content, but who knows that you're there if they're not within your little nucleus and it's hard to break outside of that. So yeah, I think if there were some social ways to engage more, Mm -hmm. it would make this whole like producing podcast life 10 times easier. And that's why I want to just jump into this real quick. I'm not trying to take over your interview. You're fine. But, But, you know, like when I first started podcasting, I noticed that there was a lack of representation for people of color, black people, everything in the space. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I created this directory only to find out that you had a whole entire robust directory. And I was so happy when I finally figured that out and found out about it because I was like, Okay. Somebody sees the same thing that I see. There's something missing here and we need a way to discover each other. And if it wasn't there, you know, what are you supposed to then do? And so that's why I was so happy to find out, find out that you created something because it's like, you see something missing and then you're like, Hey, this is my contribution to helping this this genre go a little bit further you Mm -hmm. know so kudos to you
0: (laughs) (laughs) thank you and kudos to you because it takes different people doing it like it takes different people bringing people in or you know finding a different list you know when Google or something that somebody randomly shares on Facebook and then all of a sudden you know it's like oh okay there's podcasts on this list I've never heard of and it's like we're not put on the regular list we have to fight for like one space on a regular list like we don't have podcasts about anything like even this morning I was just Tweeting about, like, somebody said, we need more than entertainment podcasts. And I'm like, there is more than entertainment podcasts. But mm-hmm. when they won't, like, a network won't necessarily want to deal with you on hosting a podcast till you're, like, 200, 3,000, you know, 200, 300,000, like, followers in, like, now, right. you're not necessarily going to have that if you're talking about business or, like, you know, you're just starting out or, but you have the knowledge of what you should mm-hmm. be talking about. But is anybody looking for, to you for that? So yep, it's just exactly. like, it's a whole world that I understand. And, like, people talk about it. And I'm like, I've been to so many different podcast conferences like I could give Mm -hmm. you an in-depth thing on things that are wrong and I try not to talk about that anymore because I feel like if you really wanted to know you could research that yourself (laughs) um like it just is like I don't that's why I was telling people I I would like to do my own conference or like you know other events because we don't have to be only 70 people in 1200 people at a conference or something like Mm -hmm. we're way more than that um Mm -hmm. like they're building a list um from Third Coast there was a speech that happened and now they're building a list that's going to be like a directory so if you want to work in podcasting in your PLC so Mm -hmm. producers hosts, anything like that so it can be seen because when they go to hire at a big company they'll act like they really only see a field of white people and it's like no we know we're out here like we're all friends especially in New York like they've made a point of linking up like oh I see you hey you're a producer Mm -hmm. where okay I'm here hey let's you know link up email me so you can know this other person and things like that because it's the only way we're being known is like really putting your friend on or saying like, no, here's my list of women that I know Mm -hmm. can do this that aren't Mm -hmm. them, you know? So it's, it's, it's a whole world that we're like building. And I was like, I thought we weren't going to have to do this, but it it feels like we're really going to have to go even further with this. Like they're not going to just include us.
1: (laughs) You better know it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to make your mark.
0: (laughs) Um, and talking about that, um, and saying, you know, to make your mark. Um, I want to talk about your podcast network. So what made you want to start a network of podcasts past your own podcast?
1: Well, uh, it was twofold. There was obviously this lack of representation that I noticed from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, instead of complaining about it, instead of, you know, feeling like why and looking for somebody to give me and my peers opportunities, I was like, you know what? Why don't you just be a part of the solution, like create your own? There's nothing stopping you from creating your own and giving opportunities, you know, and, and, and really shining a light on programming that could do just as well as the other, let's say mainstream programming, if given an opportunity, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it was that. And then I also had so many different breakout series ideas based off of the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. It started with the, with the show, Amelie. So I was gonna do Amelie as a series, you know, within the Switch, Pivot, or Quit podcast. And I, I started, you know, compiling some people that I wanna interview and all this stuff. And then it, it just kind of dawned on me, like, this needs to be a show on its own. And then I just was having all these ideas of programming that I wanted to do outside of what I was already doing. And it just really seemed like this needs to happen. Like I need to make this a full-fledged thing. And I really did toy with the idea for a while before I finally said, okay, I'm gonna push go on this and I'm gonna really start working toward making this a reality because it was an intimidating thing. You know, you see, like you said, you see all these major networks, you know, in the news. And those are those are the things that people have the eyeballs on. So it feels quite intimidating to enter a space and try and even think that you're going to somewhat compete with what the major networks are doing when they have funding and all of these other Mm -hmm. things. But at the same time, I said, you know what, you've never let anything else stop you. You know, I, I got my book, my very, my very first debut novel, novel traditionally published with no experience. I didn't know anybody in the publishing industry. I didn't have any connections, I didn't have any experience. I didn't have a family member to hook me up, none of that, but I got it traditionally published, and that was my goal and and I got it and I got that deal within four months of leaving from my you know um traditional like nine to five type job. and so I'm like, if you could do that, when you put your mind to something, you can do whatever the heck you want to do, so just do it, just try. What's the worst that's gonna happen? You know what I mean? And so I just, I was like, I'm doing this and I just started putting the pieces together and I'm still putting the pieces together, honestly.
0: Um, I love that the podcast is focused on women. Um, what, and I use the directory to directory you have, let's focus on women too. Is there yeah. anything that makes you like, is what you're doing kind of for women or like about women's that your goal in, in this? Yes,
1: Absolutely. And you know why? Because not only did I I notice that there was a lack of representation with people of color and black people, it was also there was a lack of representation with women, you know, and and I and so many women kept tagging me on posts on Instagram mainly where other people were asking for podcasts led by women. Mm. And and then I was having this conversation with a young lady who was just talking about, she's like, you know, I found your podcast at the perfect time. And I just felt like, you know, I was just going to scream. Like if I had to hear one more middle-aged white man tell me that the answer to all of my <clears throat> problems was a green juice and waking up earlier in the morning, you know, and, and she wasn't the first person to say that. And then I've gotten, you know, um, added on tweets where people are saying the same thing. So I was just like, you know what? I want to be a part of creating um, a a space where our voices really matter, you know, because like a lot of things are heavily white male dominated. We know that. Mm -hmm. So in this whole like, I guess you could say atmosphere right now where we're really taking command of our voices as women. We're really showing up in different ways. We're really saying, hey, we're here. We want to be respected like you're not. Actually, it's not just that we want to be respected. You're going to respect us, you know. So I think that a lot of the climate that we're in is very powerful. And so I wanted to also be a part of that within my own way, you know, within sort of like this podcasting space because I didn't really see it happening. I know that there's like a handful of other producers that um, specifically sort of like cater to women. But you don't see a lot of people trying to make a big splash and a big mark and cater to just female led programming.
0: I like it. I mean, I understand it. I'm always trying to talk about more women. I try to mm-hmm. recommend that when people ask me for podcasts. It's usually <laughs> podcasts by women. Like, listen to a woman. How about that? Yeah. You've got a better chance. Like, I feel like even the worst woman is going to be better than what you can hear on some of these uh, men yes. podcasts. Um, yes. But to also, I listened to an episode of A Million to bring one of the questions you asked that guest. Um, what were some of the steps if someone um, wanted to follow the things you did? What were some? Of the steps you decided when you wanted to create your own network, um, where you said, like, these are the things I'm going to do to make sure it happens?
1: So the first thing that I did was, um, I said, okay, I got to pick a name that I, I, I really think resonates with me, the potential audience. And um, so that was very challenging. And, and that was just kind of like my first order of business because I felt like I can't do anything if I don't have a name, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that was challenging. But I came up with Maisie Media uh, because like this journey that we're on, you know, just living life, it's very complex at times, you know. And I liken it to a maze. Sometimes you got to go left sometimes you got to go right but you don't always know which way is the right way that's going to get you to this end point the end of that maze and for a lot of us the end of that maze is sort of like this feeling of success accomplishment you know like i i I lived a a life that was worthwhile and so i wanted to create a network that could accompany people on that journey so that could speak to different issues that they're having shows that could speak to different issues that they're having whether it be with child rearing and being a new mom and or it's entertaining you along you know ahead Day, or it's pouring into your personal or professional development, um, or it's helping you to enhance your lifestyle to be a better you um, with maybe like your eating or your fitness or whatever. So, I wanted to create a network that could speak to all of those things. The programming could speak to all those things because our lives are like a maze, and so that's why I came up with Maisie because your life is kind of Maisie sometimes left, right, who knows. Mm. And so, once I came up with that, I was like, okay, now it's all everything's a go, all systems a go. So the first thing that I uh, did after I picked a name was I um, obviously secured all of my like URLs, social, all of that kind of stuff. And then I went and found a designer and I hired a designer to create like the logo, the mood board, like the um, the branding colors, all of that kind of stuff. And that was a process. But but you know, to be honest, that was the first time that I really hired a designer to execute those types of things for me. Like everything else that I've done before, it's usually me. You know, everything with switch, pivot, or quit. All the graphics, everything, I do everything myself. But this time, I was like, I want this to be you know a little bit different. So. I, I wanted I wanted other hands to touch it, so I hired the designer. Um, in the midst of all of that, I started uh, I created like this robust business plan. Um, let me say that actually that was probably in between that was the early stages after I picked the name and actually it was at the same time as picking the name and um, and it went through the whole designer phase and everything like that. And that, that business plan was so crucial because it helped me to really think through all the aspects of what this was going to look like, including growth, what this could potentially look like. And um, and so once I created that business plan and really fleshed it out and the, the, um, the designer that all that stuff was wrapping up around the same time. I was also simultaneously building the content, you know, I had in the business plan, I have like three tiers of different shows that are going to roll out at different points in time and sort of like what they're going to look like, what the names of the shows are, all of that stuff. And, um, and I started, I I had to decide what shows are going to come first. And I started picking the shows that are going to come first, um, started selecting the talent pitching people for for a show like Amelia I had to pitch I had to pitch about maybe a quarter of the guests and then the rest of them came to me or I maybe I already knew them mm. So, um, that was also different because then you're getting into the space where you have to explain to somebody exactly what you're doing Mm -hmm. and, and you're not, and you can't give numbers of what you're already doing. These are, these are like larger guests who want to know, like, if I'm spending my time doing a 60 minute interview with this person, Mm -hmm. like, who's it going to reach? You know, my time is
0: money. So what is exactly happening here?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like what's the ROI for me? So You know, that was that was the first sort of, I guess you could say, intimidating step of creating this network, because now you're not just um, I'm not just pitching for Switch, Pivot or Quit, a show that people, you know, could potentially be familiar with. And I already has numbers and all of that kind of stuff. This is something completely new and I'm asking people to take a chance on me. So that was um, that was sort of like one of the later things that I did was like developing all those interviews and then started conducting um, pitching the interviews, conducting the interviews, and then like editing the show and all of that. So it's, it's still building though. It's still a process. So Um, those are the things I kind of did early on.
0: Is it like for your network, do you want anyone to submit podcasts they think you would like to have on a network or anything like that or submitting things to, um, or jobs you may want, um, have available for freelance or anything like that?
1: Yes. Eventually, um, that is that is a space and that's all in the business plan. Um, Eventually, that is a part of it. Uh, But early on, it's going to be more original programming. And I'm going to basically like slot people in, slot hosts into shows that I want to develop already. You know, I want somebody else to, you know, produce and help me develop. Uh, and, And eventually it will get to a point, though, where I'm accepting submissions for people's shows that they want to produce. Just to be honest with you right now, that spe- I know that there's a lot that goes into that in terms of um, who has the rights, uh, what <sighs> do we do if you decide that you don't want to you know, work with us anymore, um, and how do we split the revenue and all of those things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of elements to that that I quite honestly don't want to deal with right now. Like actively, like I want to put it together and, and I'm working on that on the back end. But I don't want to execute on that right now, you know, because I think it's going to complicate things for me too much. Um, and and I'm, I'm a small shop, so I have to really focus on the things that I think um, I can sort of do best right now and then bringing in other people. That's a definite thing that's going to happen, but it's just not the most immediate thing that's going to happen.
0: Okay. And where are you located? Because I thought like in my mind, I put you on the West Coast, like California. Is that right? Are you on the yes, West Coast? Yes. Yes. Okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Cause I remember while I was listening to the podcast, but I was only halfway through for my leaks episode that it was talking about when you moved to New York. And I'm like, I swear like it's like I think of her as like Oakland or Bay Area or something like I don't like, you know, think of your like how I was introduced to you. I believe you were there by then.
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I was. I was in New York for about seven years. um, So I spent a, a decent amount of time there and still like if I if I look at my Instagram analytics, most of my people are in New York. So I have a very close connection to New York, I guess you could say, but I'm definitely in California right now.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, Let's see. Is there a number one podcast tip that you give to other podcasters when they ask you about podcasting?
1: Huh? I would say that because I'm who I am, I don't have one tip. I have multiple. I try <laughs> and tell people as as much as I can to set them up in the best direction. So what I would want to share with your audience is obviously, you know, consistency is important. But don't just take that for what people say. When Oh, be consistent, be consistent. No, really understand that consistency is important in the way that if you like something and you go and look for it again, But it has nothing new to offer. How many times are you going to go and check for it before you decide I'm done with them? You know, they've no longer got my attention because they're not trying to hold my attention. So if you're not consistent, consistent and an audience really starts to like you and gravitate to what you do, it's almost like you're letting them down. You're leaving them hanging if you don't produce when you say that you're going to produce. So that's one thing that I really try and stress to people. Um, Another thing is give yourself time to grow um, and really put yourself out there, you know, put yourself out there in all the ways that you can see possible. Because like we just talked about earlier, the discovery process can be a little bit challenging. So sometimes you got to think like there is no box when you're trying to get in front of different audiences. And when you're trying to develop your show and grow your show, it's like you know, you can look at what other podcasters have done to grow their show. But look at maybe what some YouTubers have done mm-hmm. to grow their platform and try some of those things. You know, cross collaboration is a huge thing. Um, getting doing advertising on other people's podcasts where you guys are, you know, crossing advertising and, and you're not even a guest. You're just speaking about somebody else's stuff. Just do think about ways that you can get out there that may not be normal to the industry but it may be a damn good idea, you know? So that's, that's another thing that I would, that I, you know, try and share with people. Um, there, it, there's just a ton of things that I feel like I do. And, um, and I hope that sometimes people are just paying attention too because you can do what I do.
0: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Like I'm always trying new stuff. I'm always trying new things. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Or sometimes I stick with it and sometimes I don't. But some, but what I'm also trying to do is give my audience variety, too, mm-hmm. you know, so that they're not constantly like, oh, here she goes again doing that. I, I already know what audience. that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no, I won't even bother. You know, that's a part of the reason why I jump on Instagram Live the way that I do. Uh, because people listen to your podcast, but that's them just hearing you them actually seeing you and getting to engage with you in a space like Instagram Live, that brings a whole nother element to it. Now they feel like they know you on a different level. It also makes them feel like you're accessible to them, which is great, you know? You wanna keep building that connection with your audience. And also I would suggest this too, build community. Don't just produce and create your podcast just for the hell of it. Really build community. And you may think, oh, I only have like, Fifty five people listening every episode. OK, we'll really nurture those fifty five people, mm-hmm. you know, do something to really make them feel special and let them know that you appreciate them showing up every week, every two weeks, every month or whatever, how often it is to listen to your show and to engage with you because they don't have to. So those are just some of the things that I, I could you know share off the top. Of my head.
0: <laughs> well appreciate it because I, I love all podcasting advice. And do you do I remember the class you did with um, I want to say Christine Carter. Yes, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, do you all it was a class on podcasting. Um, how, are you doing anything else like that? Or are you available for consulting like that or anywhere?
1: Yes, I do consulting. Um, so I, you know what? I ha- I had to switch things up. So I do these things called pick my brain sessions. Mm-hmm. So pick my brain sessions means that somebody can sign up for 60, a 60 minute session with me to talk about whatever they want to talk about. If they want to talk about developing their podcast, or if they want to talk about monetizing their podcast, or if they want to talk about um, different show ideas for, you know, increasing their engagement for their podcast, whatever. Um, they can sign up for that. But if they want to just talk about marketing in general, if they want to talk about in- enhancing their own personal presence digitally so that they can then help that use that to help them grow their podcasting um, profile and presence, we can do that too. So I have these Pick My Brain sessions, which are basically consultations so that people can tap into what I know in a way that serves them best. Because I don't know what you need, you know, but I know what I know. And, and if anybody is familiar with me and knows what I do and knows my background, I have 12 plus years in entertainment, marketing and PR and brand, digital brand styling and all of that stuff. I've self-published a book. I've been traditionally published. I've done, obviously I've done my own podcast. <laughs> um, I, I do my own graphics, all of this other stuff. I have just like a wealth of knowledge in multiple different areas. So that's how I allow people to sort of like tap into that knowledge. Outside of what I give for free on my podcast, and um, and I don't have any specific courses that I'm planning on doing live anytime in the near future. But um, the course that Christine and I did, which was on monetizing your podcast, that's available if you go to switchpivotorquit.com and click on resources. That one is still available as well as my beginner's guide to creating, launching, and marketing a podcast. Now, the one thing I do wanna add is that I did just to make it more approachable and affordable for people, I did create this thing where Um, you can go to switchpivotorquit.com and you can sign up for monthly access to all of the programs that I have for $14 a month. Mm -hmm. So then that puts a little pressure on you too. Right? So if you know you, that you're somebody that procrastinates and you're like, all right, I only want to spend $14 on this. Like I want to get my money's worth out of $14, you know? That means you need to hit it hard for that month that you have access to all the programs. You need to take every program that you can, go through every course that you can as fast as you can and get as much as you can out of it. Or you can just keep paying the monthly fee and you can pra- procrastinate and drag your feet, whatever. It doesn't matter to me, but
0: <laughs> you know, the information is there.
1: <laughs> it's there and it gives you easy access to it. So there's like absolutely no excuses as far as I'm concerned.
0: And I'll link the, um, your interview with my leak in the episode notes. Cause they, you all go really deep into, I feel like your history of being, working at, um, PR agencies, working for the NBA, traveling the world, um, there's a lot to your story <laughs> like we're really yeah. only doing the podcasting side which is a smaller side but there is a lot before this that led up to yeah. where you are now <laughs> true <laughs> um let's see so we've done all of that and i we mentioned switch pivot or quit but did you want to talk more about it and were there any episodes that you feel like um introduced people to switch pivot or quit or people talk about like these are the episodes i love most to start people with
1: um, you know what, that would be, that's a good thing in terms of like, what we said before, like knowing like the music that you listen to the most. Mm-hmm. I, I think I briefly looked at which episode is like more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't remember to be honest with you. But Switch, Pivot, <laughs> or Quit, the, the way it's structured is like you can sort of drop in anywhere and not feel like you're behind in the conversation. So the reason that I created the switch pivot or quit podcast is because like you said, I have a story, right? Um, I used to work at the NBA and when, when I got to the point where I needed to make a switch pivot or quit and I was in transition and trying to figure out what was going to be next for me, Mm -hmm. I used to sit there and I used to like listen to things and, and I really wish that I had a podcast like the one that I created to listen to to help me to see what was out there, what the possibilities were, what the options were, what other people were doing, what they were talking about. And then also mix in some of that career advice that could've helped me maybe in some of the sticky situations that you encounter, you know? So that's why I created this podcast. I want it to be for the person who is in transition and needs sort of like some resources and a little bit of guidance and a little bit of insight from somebody who maybe has been there, done that. So that the podcast is structured in a way that there's interviews. So there's one-on-one interviews with people uh, that have made a switch pivot or quit. There's also interviews with people who are more on the, I guess you could say expert side, like HR professionals, uh, people that are really good with sales and marketing, people that are good with sponsorships, like all these different things that could help aid you in your journey. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then I also do some book chats, which is where, I read a book that I that I'm into and I think will be helpful for the audience. And then I talk about it. So really, people could sort of like drop in wherever they want and and not feel like left behind. But I think one of the more popular episodes was one with um, myself and my girlfriends. I did that toward the end of the year um, in 2017. Mm -hmm. And I have a close group of girlfriends. It's like six of us. And so I brought them on the podcast. Not all of them were thrilled about it (laughs) in a way that they're not really interested in being like on people's podcasts and stuff like that. But we had a, a lot of really good conversation about, um, life things, about career journeys, about friendships, all of that kind of stuff. So that was a really popular episode. And, um, more recently, um, I would have to say that, um, Let's see the episode. The episode with Amber Wright, who I mentioned her podcast earlier, um, the episode is called Can We Talk? Mm -hmm. That episode was really popular. People love that one. So if I had to make a suggestion, I would say check that one out, too.
0: Okay. Well, I will link those and, of course, the whole podcast in the episode notes so anybody can go back and listen to your episodes and how you said it is really like a resource. Like when I've looked through different, I've listened to the sponsorship episodes and a few other episodes on different things, but it was more I look at the title and look at the episode notes like, oh, that is something I want to hear about and I can mm-hmm. jump in and hear about that and it didn't feel like I needed the last four episodes or something to connect everything together. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining me on Podcast and Color, the podcast. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. And um, I hope your network goes far. Of course, if I can help in any way, let me know. And I'm thinking about doing, oh, I haven't figured out a name, um, like a chick <laughs> podcasting or something in january that's kind of like just a month of all we're doing is sharing podcasts by women um every day in different forms to kind of just push the narrative of like there are different podcasts there are all kind of things and like retweeting and reposting so people can kind of find Mm -hmm. different things um so something i'm working on and i'll contact you but i am about women in podcasting as you are and i do think we need to like you know expand our presence
1: absolutely agree. And I've enjoyed this conversation. It was so fun. (laughs) So let me know whatever I can do to support you and your efforts because I'm here.
0: Well, thank you. And have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. As I did say before, we are coming up that I'll be wrapping up this podcast as it is now um, in December. So if you wanted to be a guest or anything that you want to contribute or something you wanted me to talk about on this podcast, please let me know because I will do that. I will include it. You can email me at podcastincolor at gmail.com. I don't always respond to emails, but I do see emails. <laughs> and um, if you ask me a question, I will respond. I am this week responding to all emails that I've been saying I'm going to respond to for months. I'm so horrible at that. Um, but I've just been trying to get my life together and other things have been happening. You know, life doesn't stop just because you would like to take a pause and like try to catch up. It doesn't mean that I give you that time. So I'm just basically running on a treadmill and I'm going to keep going and everything is going to come together as it should be. Thank you for listening to Podcast in Color, the podcast, and I'll see you in two weeks-ish. I am shutting down my merch site. Um, it'd be something different. I might just do special shirts or different things that you can buy over time to support Podcast in Color. But as it is, it won't exist, just like the podcast. Got to change it up for 2019. So if you're looking to get one of the shirts or different things like that, um, you should go ahead and do that. Uh, I will, of course, be highlighting anyone that support Podcast in Color financially. So that's on Patreon, PayPal, if you donate through podcastincolor.com or buying merch um, the next month on the website. So November, I'll do that. December, I'll do it for... Usually, I used, I used to say I was just doing it for the first week, but I do it throughout the month. Um, I'll do that throughout the month for November. December, most likely, it'll only be for the first two weeks because I'll be highly. I'll be highlighting the top podcast of 2018 in December on the homepage and doing other things around that. And to bring up <laughs> the 2018 top podcast, if you're looking to be on that list, um, I'll make sure to link that in the episode notes. I am taking submissions, um, things to look at, people to consider, and also I do 50. I do a top 100 for Podcasts and Color. I do 50 myself, and then I reach out to other podcasters and listeners for the other 50. If you want to be one of those people... <clears throat> I have created a form so that I can look at whoever wants to submit their different podcasts so we're not all doing the same podcast of course because the top 100 is to learn about more podcasts that are POC I'll link that form in the episode notes too so all I'm asking right now is what is your top 5 and you know what kind of podcast would you most likely highlight and as I said it's just making sure that we're not saying this all like all the people I choose aren't saying the same podcast because that's not necessarily helping discovery and I'm all about helping discovery. So I'll link those two Google forms in the episode notes. First Google form will be if you just want to submit a podcast to be considered for my top 50 of the top 100. And the second will be if you would like to give your top five or top 10, depending on how many people ask to be considered to give theirs. That's how many I'll be accepting from people. So either a top five or top Either a top five or top 10 if you feel like, hey, I wish that my top five was known. This is the form that you want to do. I promote it everywhere. People usually retweet it. It's a pretty big thing. And this would be my third year doing it. That's kind of crazy. Um, so 30 year. I want this to be, of course, the biggest year. And I hope that you contribute.